Don't mind your business. Mind my podcast, Mind Elixir. Hello, lovely person listening to this. My name is Ayoka, and welcome to or back to my podcast, Mind Elixir. Today, I wanted to do an episode on social media. I know that's like a pretty common topic, and basically everyone does an episode on that, but I haven't already done an episode on it, and I have quite a lot to say. This actually might be the first in a two-part episode sort of thing because there is a lot of stuff I want to talk about regarding social media. And yeah, so we have an episode on social media. I decided to do this mostly because I have slightly realized that I am a bit addicted to social media. And in this episode, I'll mostly be going over like the general pros and cons of social media, some of the struggles of social media, and all of that. And I think in my second one, I'll go more into the mental health side of social media and how it can impact you regarding your mental health and all of that. So first off, I wanted to discuss the pros and cons of social media, just in general. And later on in this episode, I'll delve into the certain apps and all of that. So the pros, I feel like social media, it can definitely be and is in the right hands, a tool for good because it brings people together. You can make online friends, discover new people, discover new hobbies and interests, and all of that. I know parents always say that online friends are bad and all of that, but honestly, I've kind of become acquainted with a few people through social media, whether it's other podcasters. I become friends, well, acquainted, friends, same thing, with other podcasters, other people. And there's some people that I'm mutuals with, and that's pretty cool, I think, which I knew that I wouldn't have known them if it wasn't for social media. And of course, I'm not giving out like my full address or any of that because I do think like internet safety itself is very important and they should probably teach kids about that. I hope they teach kids about it. They taught us about it like at school and my parents always talk all about that. But at the same time, I feel like some internet safety stuff is just common sense, like don't give out your address and all that. So it's really fine, I think. And as we've also seen, social media can be used for activism, although there is the problem of performative activism where people, they only repost stuff, but they don't actually care about the issue. They just do it for how they'll appear on social media. But for activism, I think the potential and the ability for ordinary folks to just reach so many people online at one time through social media or using social media to help promote or advocate for a movement because you can educate and reach so many more people. That's really great. And also we all know there's those like infographic accounts. Like I know there's, um, like I feel like infographics, those became super popular over the summer. Maybe it was just me because I never saw them before. Like there's that one account, so you want, there's that one account, so you want to talk about And they do like infographics over politics stuff, mental health stuff, all of that. And it makes it really easy to understand. And I like that. And then also there's this one lady on Instagram, Blair Amani. And she has this little Smarter in Seconds series where she basically does reels educating people on stuff like intersectionality, Black History Month, and stuff like that. And I think that's really great because you can use social media to help educate people and share and help them. Another thing I really like about social media is the fact that 
one person, you can inspire people all around, inspire and help other people all around the world, literally through just one post. And you can also use social media to help curate or help with your hobbies as well. Like maybe you're an you're into art and you follow a bunch of artists and they inspire you. You can follow a bunch of inspiring people and find so many inspiring people doing great things on social media. And I really like that. And I think it's an amazing creative outlet as well. Whether maybe you like to design posts on social media, take pictures of your outfits and style and all of that, or look at other people's style. And I think I really like that about social media. However, of course, there is a lot of bad things about social media. There's like just a whole lot because, yeah, first of all, we have misinformation. So, yeah, some platforms do not do a very great job of regulating their content. So anybody will just say anything and so many people will just believe it. We had that whole thing with the fake news or whatever. Then there's like there were There was even that thing where they would make like super targeted ads to help influence people's behavior based off of profiles they collected on how you act on social media and what you browse. They would make ads to try and influence your behavior. That was like so weird. And I think everybody remembers remembers that um, Cambridge Analytica thing with the election ads and all of that. I know there's like a lot of election misinformation as well. But this year, they really cracked down on that. I saw Instagram. They had all of these. When On some election posts, they would add these warnings. Whenever something mentions coronavirus, I noticed that Instagram, they always put, learn more about COVID-19 at thiswebsite.com. So I think Instagram and Twitter, they are trying to work on their misinformation problem. And I think that's really great. And going back to what I said about people just believing anything, Like, literally, someone on Twitter, some dude on Twitter, I don't know who, but someone on Twitter said that Paw Patrol was canceled. And then people actually started believing that, and they were saying, oh, my gosh, cancel culture this, cancel culture this. Like, no, Paw Patrol was never actually canceled. That was literally a Twitter joke, but some people actually believed that. And I feel like um, people, they need to, like, fact check what they see instead of just believing anything. And especially since some people, they do get stuck in like an echo chamber, which oftentimes I think this is more common on Instagram and Twitter. People, they'll only be surrounded by those with similar or the same opinions to them. So maybe someone has slightly dangerous or concerning tendencies, then they're going to be suggested even more stuff similar to that, which could cause trouble. And I feel like that's kind of how people that are, do very extreme things are born about because they're stuck in an echo chamber with people that only believe in believe the same things as them for example like maybe flat earthers maybe they just saw one flat earth post and then they started following everyone with flat earth stuff or something like that and then they started actually believing it because they were just stuck in that echo chamber which is why i think it's important to be exposed to different opinions Not like drastically different or crazy ones or like, I'm not saying if you're like you should be exposed to hateful opinions or something like that. No, I just think it's different. It's important to be able to look at other perspectives and views with a critical eye and 
even be able to analyze your own views and stuff like that and people from views on your own side or that you have similar views to with a critical eye and be able to observe and see what's fact from fiction, you know? I heard about this thing called confirmation bias as well. Confirmation bias is basically whenever you're more likely to believe something because it confirms an opinion you already had or you were already leaning towards without proof. So say maybe you were like an anti-vaxxer and then you see something about anti-vax, you're more likely to believe it even if it may not be true because you already have those w opinions within you. You know what I mean? So I feel like a lot of people with confirmation bias, that, that, that's the thing why I think it's so important to check what you see online because we do have our own biases within ourselves. And confirmation bias just makes us more likely to fall prey to things that may not be true and we may not have any proof for that and all of that. And I feel like that's how people with extreme opinions or conspiracies are born because they're in an echo chamber and they don't fact check or fall prey to confirmation bias. As well, there's also this thing called doom scrolling, which let's talk about it. It's basically whenever you find a bit of bad news or an article or whatever and you just continue scrolling and looking up more and more social media posts that just make you feel even more bad and terrible and negative which is something this is something I particularly have trouble with doom scrolling um like I even remember one time I was just looking up trying to look up this feminist account on Instagram to follow but then some hashtags popped up like feminist cringe or feminazi stuff and of course me being me clicked on it and like I just began to scroll down the hashtag and it was all very not nice stuff like misogynistic stuff not even just anti-feminist although I feel like if someone is anti-feminist, they might be, mis they're probably misogynistic. But, but what, what was I saying? Oh, it was just like misogynistic stuff and not that great stuff, but I kept scrolling. In addition, I feel like also those other, some of those other activist accounts that I used to follow, I honestly, I just had to unfollow them because they would always post something about this killing over here, this bombing over here, this person was murdered there. And I could just not take all that negative negativity and I didn't want to continue doom scrolling. And that was just not very great for me. In addition, which is why I really like only follow a few accounts related to social issues. I really like the one um so you so you want to talk about. I really like that account. And I think also politics simplified. I think I follow that one as well. And of course I do check the information. I do make sure I check it. But it seems like a pretty reliable account. And then there's also that one account where the guy, he does makeup and he talks about social issues. I forgot what his name was. But, you know, I had to check uh, out different accounts so I wouldn't just be doom scrolling on social media. And check out accounts that where their content wasn't entirely depressing and put me in a sad, terrible mood. And I think the reason why we doom scroll is just because it makes us feel as though we're in control, maybe. Like, we just need to know the news or we need to know what's all the bad things that are happening in the world. And maybe it's a distraction from what's going on in life right now, I guess. I'm not quite sure. I feel like it desensitizes us by knowing all of the terrible things so we can know what to expect. 
Although I feel like it doesn't really work. Like doom scrolling, it doesn't really have any positive effects. It's just, it just makes me feel helpless of all the suffering and all the things going on in the world, honestly. Which is why I need to stop doom scrolling. Now, first off, for the social media part, I wanted to talk about my most used social media. Drum roll, please. Nope, it's not TikTok. Although TikTok is actually pretty close to it being, and it probably is. But it's Instagram. I've had Instagram since 2019, probably in seventh grade, late seventh grade, early seventh grade. I don't know. And I think it's the Instagram is the best app for me connecting with fellow podcasters, staying in touch with people from my middle school and all of that. I really actually do like it. I've discovered a lot of great people and inspiring people as well. I've discovered other people's blogs, other teen podcasters. All of that, I really like Instagram. It's so cool. And like style inspo, of course. However, sometimes I do get a bit worried about likes and all of that on Instagram. Like on my podcast account, I literally calculated out the percent of my followers that like my posts. And then I would get annoyed that not enough people were active, which like seems like a little thing, but I don't know. I need to stop being so obsessive over how many likes. Because even though I know that likes and follows on Instagram do not translate over to genuine listeners and connections, I still do get a bit concerned about that. And that in itself is concerning. Now, I also wanted to talk about filters on Instagram because, oh, wait, before we talk about filters. Also, regarding the likes thing, I would also always check who's viewing my story. Like, I check it very often and too often like at the point it's becoming a bit obsessive now let me talk about the filters on instagram and i should honestly have a whole section over this because sometimes it just annoys me so much so um we all know instagram filters and this could probably be applied to snapchat as well but i actually do not have snapchat i've never had it but i do know that filters they were probably originally on snapchat in 2015 they started off on snapchat But then Instagram took it. I think Instagram actually took a lot of stuff. Like Instagram has Reels, which is basically TikTok. Then it got stories and filters as well. Anyway, back to the point. So Instagram selfie filters. Tell me why they actually changed my face. Like many of these filters would be so cute, but they always have a face altering feature in them. And some are so extreme. Like I'm like, how do they, how would, why would someone even want this? And to me, it usually makes my nose slimmer, like, or narrower. And then it gives me lighter skin sometimes. But I think also sometimes it gives you, like, tan skin. If you're, if you have lighter skin, it gives you tan skin. I don't know. And then it makes my lips so huge and weird. (laughs) Like, it makes your upper lips a bit bigger, a slimmer jawline. And it lifts up your eye corners, which is kind of like the fox eye trend or something which is rather questionable. And then it actually smooths the living hell out of my face. I hate that so much. Literally smooths your face. And the whole entire filter, the whole entire face changing effects, those look so fake. Like, I just, I just want a filter that doesn't do weird things to my face, you know? I just want a cool little colorized filter, a cool Polaroid filter, a filter with lightning bolts or whatever or cute hearts on my cheek, or a silly dog face. Not something that makes my eyes go up. Like, 
it could just be a perfectly normal filter and then they always do something altering to your face. And I don't really like that because most of the time it just messes me up and it doesn't even look right. And sometimes like I feel like the changes to the filter that it does to your face, sometimes it's so subtle you don't even notice it. But then whenever you see yourself without the filter, it's kind of like the shock, not necessarily the shock, but the difference. It's like, whoa, whoa, that's me. You know what I mean? Whenever you just see yourself in the plain open. And literally even celebrities that have their face surgically brought up to the beauty standards or however they perceive the beauty standard to be that wear makeup on their stories, even they use face altering filters on their stories. And I'm like, dang. And I sometimes feel like it can really mess up our perception of our face, the filters. There's even this thing. I think more people were talking about it a few years ago or a year or two ago called Snapchat dysmorphia. I'm not sure if it's an entirely real thing, but some people, they got plastic surgery just to look like they're like a Snapchat filter. And I was like, what? And I don't know whether it is it would be considered like a genuine issue or not, Snapchat dysmorphia. But it's probably not as serious as people having like full-on body dysmorphia where they aren't able to accurately represent or perceive how their body is. So they just focused on their perceived imperfections and flaws a lot. But I feel like they probably are related in some ways. Also, this is kind of irrelevant, but I remember this one girl on Instagram I saw, she literally had her photo like so heavily filtered. It was kind of scary, like creepy. I think it was supposed to be like Drain Gang or Y2K aesthetic or something. Like her eyelashes were like pulled all the way up to nearly vertical. And her smile was like, super stretched with the upper lip made to be bigger and like I don't know it was just weird and I feel like filters in a way they can kind of be compared to makeup and plastic surgery but at the same time they can't be because the thing about the face altering filters is that hmm how do I describe it like there's there's only so much you can do with makeup and plastic surgery but the filters, it's just like one tap and you're a different person. Well, not necessarily a different person, but one tap and your nose is changed or one tap and you have a full face of makeup on or you're supposedly beautified. And I don't know. It's just scary sometimes. Also, regarding Instagram, why did Instagram actually add a shopping tab? Like that was the most unnecessary feature ever. I wish they kept our notifications tab. I remember last week or wait, today is Tuesday. So maybe a few days ago, whenever Instagram went out, I was literally panicking. Like I kept refreshing the thing. I literally went to the app store and I up re-updated the app, opened it over and over again because I did not realize that like Instagram had went down. And the fact that I panicked so much says that I am very slightly addicted to Instagram, which is a problem which I need to try and avoid or fight. Which is why this week I am kind of going on a social media cleanse. Kind of, not really, maybe partially. But yeah, the way I realized that I was addicted to Instagram was the fact that I literally go onto the app. Even if, even if nobody has updated anything, I literally just go on the app unconsciously. Like, 
for no reason. I just go on the app and I start scrolling. Even though there's no new post or anything, I just go on the app. And I don't know why. And then on the day whenever it was down, I was so panicked. And I did not like to see that behavior in myself. That was concerning to me. Now let's talk about Snapchat, which um, although I don't have Snapchat, I just know a little bit about the features. All I know is that the Snap Map, that's kind of creepy, kind of creepy. Like, okay, maybe it's just me, but why would you want everyone on Snapchat to know where you are all the time? What the heck? Is it just me or do I find that weird? And I just feel like also, and I feel like streaks on Snapchat, those are just something to keep you on Snapchat as well. Keep you consistently going back to Snapchat. Same with Instagram stories. Although Snapchat, they have stories too, right? Maybe. Snapchat and Instagram stories, those are something that keeps you going back to the app because, you know, they're only up for 24 hours. So you'll want to go back to the app to check it again and check other people's updates and stories and all of that. Also, of course, we know Snapchat. They were like the OG with the filters. I remember I always used to want to try that wonderful dog filter and like the rainbow vomit filter. Those looked like so much fun in middle school, but I don't think I've ever tried them out. Maybe I tried it out on Instagram, but it's not the same experience. I also watched this one movie on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. It's a Netflix documentary about social media, the impact of it. And I know a lot of people were talking about this back in whenever it came out last late last year and all of that. So I'm just going to go over this quickly. But they basically sit down with and interview these people that worked at major social media companies such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And it's so creepy how Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, etc. They're literally watching everything we do on there. And the people they interviewed, these were people that helped develop parts of the app. Like whether it's they developed the, the like button, they developed the notifications or whatever. And they talked about how these little things on the app were made to keep us scrolling, made to keep us staying on the app. And how we ourselves, like our time and attention are the actual product, like the product that they're selling, I guess you could say, for Instagram, for whatever. And that's why they always have all those ads for us and that's also why they make it try to make it so addictive and why we keep coming back like Instagram it has so many unnecessary notifications like Instagram we have a love and hate relationship like why do they have stuff like John uploaded to his story or Diana who you may know is active on Instagram like I get a lot of notifications from Instagram not that I think of it well also regarding the thing about the ads and how they're literally watching everything we do. I remember one time I was looking at shoes on my computer. It was like these Mary Jane shoes with hearts on them. And then I went onto Instagram the next day and I got an ad for them while I was scrolling through my story. That was so scary because I was like, what the heck? And it was the exact same shoes that I had been looking at. The exact same pair and I was like what the heck this is so weird and same with Pinterest too I remember Pinterest it's basically like the social media without the social or that's what people call it I guess I mostly go on Pinterest for like inspiration or whatever 
and to look at drawings and stuff like that. So one time I was looking at a show, an anime. I was watching an anime on YouTube. And then I went to Pinterest the same day, like maybe 30 minutes later. I went, went on my phone on Pinterest. My entire homepage, it was filled with fan art for that anime. I was like, what the heck? And I had never searched up that anime on Pinterest at all. That was so, and it's just so scary to think about what they might know about us without my own knowledge. Like, they probably have, like, a whole profile about me and my browsing habits. And they probably have access to stuff, like, and I don't even know it. I don't know. It's just scary. And some of the things in the social dilemma were a bit questionable, though. Like, there were places they probably fell short on. And, like, I don't know. but. You know, they got the point across somewhat in the social dilemma. And going back to what I said about social media being addictive sometimes and how it's hard to look away, it's literally just become an, it's got literally just gotten to the point where it's an unconscious habit of mine. It's just going and clicking on the Instagram icon without even thinking. Like, I'll just open my phone and I'm like, what do I do? I just swipe, press on Instagram for no reason. And like, I do not like that. Like, I really thought I was above this and that I wouldn't get addicted to social media. And I think it's actually that um, dopamine or that reward sort of thing where you get a reward for seeing something new each time, kind of like a gambling or a slot machine at a casino. Each time you pull down the refresh button, you never know what you'll see next. So that's why. And then there's also that sort of fear of missing out on trends, FOMO. I guess you could call it the fear of missing out on trends, news, etc. Because as we know, social media, it's like constantly being updated and new trends. They literally happen so fast and things go in and out of style so quickly. Something could go viral. And if you're not on the app, then you're it's like you're being left out of an inside joke. So I feel like that's another thing, another reason that makes social media so hard to stay away from. Because you don't want to feel left out of some trend that's supposedly going to happen or something like that just because things go in and out of style in and out of trend so quickly everything happens so fast I swear there's like new drama literally every single day I also wanted to go over how we can make our social media experiences more enjoyable and things that I will be implementing into my life as well and just like in general Because I honestly hate that I've become so reliant on social media sometimes. So here's a few things that I will be doing myself regarding social media. First of all, I will be unfollowing toxic people. I've gotten the amount of people I follow on my personal page to less than 100. So I follow less than 100 people. And also I removed a bunch of people that I just feel like I don't want to follow me. I don't want their negativity. Or I don't want my feed to be cluttered with people who spam too much or people who post negativity. I unfollowed old people, annoying people, and toxic people from my middle school and all of that. So I would encourage you to do that as well. While you're unfollowing those, I would also suggest following accounts that inspire you. Inspire you to do things outside of social media or inspire you to follow your hobbies. Whether those are accounts that spread positivity, that have um, positive quotes or stories, or 
maybe you're into um what do you call it style so you follow like a style inspo account so you can do that outside of social media or maybe you're into jump roping or soccer so you follow accounts about soccer or something like that follow accounts that encourage you to pursue hobbies outside of social media or inspire you to do more things also setting a time limit so i myself i'm actually i have decided that i'm not going to be going on tiktok all of this week or at least until sunday i won't go on tiktok or my personal instagram account and i actually put a limit on my um i put a limit of 55 minutes on my podcast instagram account yeah i don't think i even actually reached my limit yesterday on my podcast instagram account so yay for me slow steps and yeah i just logged out of my personal one i'm not doing like a complete social media cleanse because that's uh, i feel like i'm probably never going to be completely off social media because it's just social media is so ingrained into our society today social media and technology and so just so many things do require social media even if it's not just just in general yeah also make sure to fact check before you share anything make sure that accounts you follow or like activism accounts or whatever they're spreading information make sure they are reliable and that they provide sources and stuff like that and yeah because you don't want to share misinformation or fake news or whatever to other people because that's just not that great why would you want to mislead other people by accident and yeah i also think that this finding a balance is just important as well because if all of our life is just spent on social media looking at other people's lives looking taking perfect pictures and all of that it can get a bit overwhelming so i think it's always important to have hobbies outside of the world of social media which is why i said to follow and accounts on social media that inspire you to do things outside of social media kind of contradictory actually hmm but I am going to try and pick up crocheting again I followed this I have a bunch of crochet stuff saved on Instagram now and I also ordered some books from the library as well too even with um just logging out of my personal Instagram account for today and yesterday I've gotten more I feel like I've gotten more done and although I have felt tempted to log back into my account it just feels slightly liberating to be without social media or be without that Instagram part I don't know but we're only on Tuesday and we'll see if I can make it through the week without going on my personal Instagram or TikTok we'll see and yeah, that is pretty much it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I will be having a part two. Hopefully that will focus more on mental health and TikTok because I've gone back on TikTok and I saw all the things that I remembered that were toxic and that I never actually covered in my original TikTok episode, which is actually quite popular. So I will be probably having a, I will hopefully have a second part to this episode. Make sure to stay tuned for that and stay tuned for my next episode next wednesday and yeah make sure to leave a review do all the things for the podcast and yeah follow subscribe rate whatever my instagram is at mind.elixir oh my gosh that's kind of contradictory what 
I just talked about how we should be staying off Instagram and then I just gave myself, gave a little self-fuck for my Instagram. Well, will I ever be truly free from the shackles of social media? That sounded so dramatic. What was that? Ah. Anyway, have a wonderful, lovely day. You are wonderful and don't forget that. Bye.